All right, everyone. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa la'udwani illa ala al-zalameen. Wa la'aqibatu lil-muttaqeen. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa baraka al-abdika wa rasulika Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira. Inshallah ta'ala, before I get into the topic for today, which is a deep topic on those that are excluded, those that miss the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in this month of mercy, specifically in the last uh, 10 nights, uh, which are the greatest nights, these 10 nights of mercy. Um, I just wanted to uh, once again apologize for the technical difficulties last night with Quran 30 for 30. Uh, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to be re-recording that uh, actually in a couple of hours, inshallah, and uploading that soon after, so before tonight's session. Also, to give everyone the good news that alhamdulillah, I mean, uh, last night a sister took shahada over uh, over our over Google uh, Hangout actually, uh, right after Quran 30 for 30. Uh, so please welcome Sister Kimberly to Islam. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless her and keep her firm and allow her to find great uh, guidance and steadfastness and sincerity and and, uh, and acceptance in this month. Uh, inshallah ta'ala, immediately after this, uh, Jordan will be taking Islam, a brother by the name of Jordan will be taking Islam uh, immediately after this, b'nanahi ta'ala. And then after that, inshallah ta'ala, uh, we have Brother Sergio, who's going to be taking shahada, inshallah ta'ala, and accepting Islam. All right, we're going to do this again, guys. So uh, let me make sure I, I see a bunch of same here, no sound. So someone has to just assure me that there is sound. And then everyone who's saying no sound can just click the icon. Can anyone hear me? Sound is working. Okay. All right. So those who are saying no audio, Clearly, you can hear me telling you, uh, just click the uh, the audio button, inshallah ta'ala. But I hope that they figure it out, inshallah. Another thing before I start the topic is, um, you know, today's episode on the angels was uh, about Jum'ah, the Jum'ah angels. And subhanAllah, there are a few episodes that really talk about the masjid and the importance of the masjid. And to be honest, as we're recording this, I didn't want people to uh, think that, or I didn't want the series to be limited to the COVID-19 era. And so I wanted us to long for the masajid when they reopen to us, inshallah ta'ala. So I know that some of these episodes stink. And I want to be the first person to say that some of them, inshallah ta'ala, um, you know, are things that, I, that I'm that i committing myself to, to hopefully apply once the masajid reopen, right? Um, you know, I need to push myself to be from Ashab al-Safal Awwal, the people in the first row and going to the masjid quickest. And so this is inshallah ta'ala a way for us to make a new covenant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that when those masajid reopen to us, that we will, um, you know, act properly, that we will honor them properly this time around inshallah ta'ala as they become accessible to us. And also there's some questions that come up with some of these angels episodes. So inshallah ta'ala after uh, Ramadan is over at some point, um, soon after Ramadan inshallah, we'll have a long Q&A session, open Q&A. Um, on the angel series, inshallah ta'ala. All right, so speaking of which, inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to go ahead and get into the subject now, inshallah ta'ala. So this is a hadith from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that can cause people great distress, um, but it has a lot for us to, uh, to to really apply for ourselves, inshallah ta'ala, and a lot for us to think about. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned the descent of Jibreel alayhi salam that Jibreel alayhi salam came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Sahaba, the companions saw the Prophet, peace be upon him, ascending the pulpit, ascending the menbar in the masjid. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. He said, Ameen three times. And as he said, Ameen three times, 
uh, the companions were confused. What is it that caused him to say Amin? And clearly there was something in between his Amin. So there was someone making dua that the Prophet ﷺ was saying Amin to. And because he was ascending and with each step, the Prophet ﷺ said Amin and then Amin. And then he sat ﷺ and he said Amin. So the companions asked the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, what is that dua that you were making? And I know many of you have heard this hadith, but inshallah ta'ala will have a different uh, understanding of it t- today. Um, the Prophet ﷺ said, Jibreel alayhi salam came to me. And Jibreel alayhi salam said, Raghima anfu, o khaba o khasr. Uh, may his nose be rubbed in the dust. And he has lost and failed. Who is that? The Prophet ﷺ said that Jibreel alayhi salam said, the one who hears your name and does not send salawat upon you. The one who hears the name of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and does not send salawat upon him. Now, Jibreel alayhi salam always sends salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and sends salawat on those who send salawat on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And greater than Jibreel, Allah, inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Allah and the angels send their salawat, their prayers and their peace upon the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so the one who hears the Prophet sallallahu name and does not send salawat, does not say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, send prayers and peace upon him. And the Prophet sallallahu said that that is a person who is bakhil, a person who's stingy. Atadruna man al-bakhil. The one, the Prophet sallallahu prayed upon us, uh, prayed for us, made dua for us, supplicated for us, though he's never seen us. And when we send salawat upon him, it is not just for him, but it's for us as well, right? That it's a means of our own elevation. Because as we talked about in one of the episodes, right, the, the, the great reward, that if we were to make the entirety of our dua salawat, then it would cause all of our affairs to be answered as well, all of our supplications to be answered as well. So there's a stinginess that's involved in a person that would hear the name of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and not say sallallahu alayhi wasallam and not respond uh, with uh, prayers and peace upon the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So... This is talking about the sinful neglect. This is not the person who increases. And I'm going to go into greater detail, inshallah, when we tie all three things. But this is not a person who doesn't say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam each time he hears the Prophet's name, alayhi salatu wasalam, or says it. Uh, but as the scholars mentioned that at least to establish salawat when the Prophet sallallahu is brought up uh, in the first time, is obligatory, and then after that, it's recommended as much as possible to to, to attach salawat upon the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so, Jibreel alayhi salam says he has lost and failed, and we'll come back to what that means, inshallah ta'ala. The one who hears the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's name, and does not send salawat on him, alayhi salatu wa sallam. And Jibreel alayhi salam mentioned that he has failed and lost. The one whose parents attain old age, in their lifetime, and they are not forgiven through their parents attaining old age in their lifetime. They don't serve their parents, they disobey their parents, they harm their parents as they attain old age uh, in their own lifetime. And then, so, so we know that obviously obeying the parents, honoring the parents is a part of our deen, no matter what age they are, right? But this is specifically, at least this hadith specifically is talking about when they reach an elder age, and a person still does not honor them properly, still treats them in a certain way, still neglects them, still is disobedient uh, to them. So that's the second person, the one who watch, who, who lives to see their parents reach old age. 
and not only does not lower the wing of humility and mercy to them and make dua for them, but instead causes them harm and neglects them uh, in, in the process. And then the third one, and by the way, it's not in order. I'm get, I, I purposely left the last one, inshallah ta'ala, as in, in this regard, um, you know, to, to be the discussion for us, the discussion point for us. The one who, man adraka Ramadan, the one who Ramadan came upon and left and they were not forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This incredible season, this incredible month passed through them, passed by them, but it never actually penetrated their hearts, nor were they amongst those who were forgiven and shown the great mercy. And as Umar ibn Abdul Aziz rahimahullah ta'ala said, لَقَدْ خَابَ وَخَسْرَ مِنْ خَرَجَ عَنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ لَتِي وَسِعَتْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ Then, you know, he used the same words, what a person has truly lost and failed when they manage to miss out on the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it has encompassed everything. وَحُرِمَ jannah and, and was forbidden from a paradise or did not find space in a jannah. That is more vast than the heavens and the earth. Like, how could you miss out on the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So, Jibreel alayhi salam comes down on Laylatul Qadr to pray upon people, to send salam on people. The angels send salam on people. This is a month of great mercy, a month of repentance, a month of recitation, a month where people are clinging back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making change. And there are some people. That Ramadan, with all of its glory, the last 10 nights with all of its glory, comes upon and they still don't get the forgiveness and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Ravima Anfu, how could it be that a person fails to attain the mercy of God in this month of mercy, right? So, these are the three that Jibreel alayhi salam prays against. And, you know, we're going to talk in detail. Uh, the, the 26th episode of the Angel series actually talks about who Jibreel prays for, alayhi salam. So this is who he prays against. Now, there's a lot to discuss here and a lot to unpack because if you leave that hadith unexplained, uh, if you leave it without elaboration, then that can cause you great despair because there's nothing to measure whether or not you are amongst those that are missing out on the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you're, you know, you hear that hadith and like you had a bad night of taraweeh and you say, this is just not my month. You know, the, the 20, tonight's the 23rd night. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to observe Laylatul Qadr, whichever one of the nights it is. Uh, the 23rd night passes, let's say in the morning, everyone's, you know, sending pictures of the sunrise the next morning and saying, I felt amazing last night and it must have been Laylatul Qadr and a person had a miserable night and a person says, you know, I must be one of those that Jibreel alayhi salam prayed against. Okay, I must be one of those that Jibreel prayed against. And it causes them great despair. A person set a goal in the very beginning of the month to recite uh, the Qur'an three times or four times or two times or even one time, finish the Qur'an. And they fell behind and they didn't finish. And they say, I must be one of those that missed out on the mercy and the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Jibreel alayhi salam prayed against because I didn't feel it this Ramadan and I didn't meet my goals of hasanat, my goals of good deeds this Ramadan. So there's a, a great need to specify who Jibreel alayhi salam is praying against specifically and what would cause a person to fall in that category, okay, of those that Jibreel prays against. So what is the, what is the, uh, What's the tie between all of these three things? All right, let's first talk about that, inshallah ta'ala. Then let's get specifically to Ramadan. The person who hears the name of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Prophet of Allah loves you more than your own parents loved you. He made dua for you before your parents were born and before you were born. 
the Prophet ﷺ was already supplicating uh, for you and saying, Hum ikhwani, hum ahbabi, my beloved ones, those that come after me, my brothers and sisters that believe in me and they've never even seen me. He gave his life for the message that gives us life. Had it not been for the vehicle of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, then the message which gives us life would not have come to us. And he manifested it in the most beautiful way through his example. So he taught us with his sunnah sallallahu in the way that he treated people, in the way that he worshipped Allah first and foremost, the way that he honored Allah and the way that he honored the people. So, uh, you know, there's a connection there between the Prophet and your parents. And of course, in the case of Ramadan, Allah himself, right? Allah himself, that he loves you so much and he gave so much so that you could have this message. And you don't even say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is the way, you know, when so, it's like someone saying Salaamu Alaikum to you and you don't say Wa Alaikum Salaam, you know, peace be unto you and you don't say peace be unto you in return. The Prophet Sallallahu was sending peace your way and sending salawat your way, dua your way, way before you even existed. And you hear his name and you're not moved to say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma salli wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira to respond to the Prophet ﷺ with salawat. Ya Allah, send your peace and blessings upon him. Even if it didn't have the incredible reward that it has, right? Even if it didn't have the incredible reward that it has, which alhamdulillah it does, which is added, still I should be moved to just say, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa barak alayhi. He gave us so much, right? Jazakallahu anna khayran ya Rasulullah. May Allah reward you for the struggle for what you went through so that we could have this message, the sense of purpose and the way that you did it with such a beautiful example that anytime we look at your example, we feel inspired to aspire to be better people. So sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so that's the first thing, the favor of the Prophet upon us. The second thing, again, the reward. Why would you miss out on such an easy opportunity to gain reward? Allah sends you the mention of the Prophet and you don't say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So it's man dhukirtu inda, the one who is, you know, he's mentioned in your presence. And you don't say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, right? So at least the first, uh, the first time he's mentioned alayhi salatu wasalam, at least say then and increase as much as you can. Increase, increase, increase. I don't care how awkward you sound if you keep on saying sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, when you say his name every time, I don't care if it disrupts your conversation or your speech or it gets old, no, it, it should not get old. Keep on saying, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. All right, so again, the tie is what he did for you and the incredible favor and the reward that's available to you every time he's mentioned in your presence. With your parents, if there was no reward for serving your parents, you should still serve them. Right? Because of what they've done for you. They've given you so much. So you should honor them for giving you existence, right? Or the vehicle that Allah gave you existence through. Okay? You should honor them. And so when they reach old age and they need you the way that you needed them when you were a baby in particular, when you were completely dependent upon them. And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it such that they have, they've gotten to a place where they depend upon you and you don't honor them. You don't, you don't respond with, with honoring them and, and willingly, lovingly serving them and, and, and showing them that mercy that they showed you when you were a child, right? So it's, 
Uh, and by the way, you know, this is not to excuse, again, you know, people, every time we talk about the parents, people say, but what about this situation, this situation? No, there's the right of Allah, the right of the parents. This is not about vulm, this is about honor. This is about, the, you know, these. this is the, the, the default situation that we go to. The Prophet ﷺ taught us to always speak in default. Okay, so the default situation that your parents, you know, uh, took care of you and showed you mercy when you were a child. So you show them mercy now when they are dependent upon you. So even if, even if there was no reward, no reward in their, uh, in you doing so, you do so out of a sense of obligation because it was them, it was them, right? And them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought me into existence. And, you know, when they reach old age, what that necessitates is that you've reached an old enough age to appreciate at this point, right? To appreciate at this point all that they've done for you, okay? Because if you've reached an old enough age, you might even be a parent yourself. And, you know, you, your, your kids are treating you the way that you treated your parents when you were a kid. And you're seeing the love that you have for your children and you're thinking, subhanAllah, so this is how my parents must have felt when I was born, right? So responding, uh, treating them the way that they treated, the, the, you know, with, with mercy, trying to repay the mercy. But the second thing is the reward, the reward part, okay? فَفِيهِ مَا فَجَاهَتْ To strive in service to them and showing them love. To strive in honoring them. If they are dead, strive with sadaqah and dua, with charity and supplication. If they are alive, to strive with, with kind words and mercy towards them and prayers for them, right? Striving. Because the reward is so great, the reward in serving the parents is greater than being in a you know in a battlefield in a noble struggle. The reward is jannah, right? So Jibreel alayhi salam recognizing how simple, right? You've got jannah right there at your mother's feet. You've got jannah right there at your parents' feet. Okay, how do you honor that then? How do you treat those parents? How do you make use of that reward? So again. The first thing is the obligation. The second thing is the reward. Now, Ramadan, Ramadan, Shahr Ramadan, الذي أنزل فيه القرآن. This is the month that Allah spoke to mankind through speaking to the mercy to the world in the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This is the month in which the book of guidance was revealed. This is the month in which that sense of purpose was given to us. If there was no reward whatsoever in Ramadan, we should still honor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through honoring that month that he gave us, that incredible message, that incredible guidance, hudan linnas, that Allah azawajal revealed that guidance to us, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us so much. So if you think about the order of the hadith actually is Ramadan first, then the Prophet sallallahu then the parents. So Ramadan is an affair between you and Allah, salawat between you and the Prophet sallallahu your parents between you and them. So think about Ramadan now. Allah honored this month by making it the month in which he revealed all of the holy scriptures, not just the Quran, by the way, the Injil, the gospels to Jesus, peace be upon him, the Torah to Musa Islam. Uh, to Moses, peace be upon him, the suhuf of Ibrahim, the scrolls of Abraham, the Psalms of David, uh, والسلام, peace be upon them all. So this is the month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing mankind with holy scripture. Of course you should honor it and you should respond, you know, from, from, from a place of gratitude for the month of Ramadan because it's the month of that guidance coming upon us. But the second thing is the reward. All the reward that's out there, 
Laylatul Qadri Khairu Min Alfi Shahar. A night that is better than a lifetime. A tasbih, subhanAllah, that is better than a thousand tasbihs outside of it. Uh, the salawats that are increased, the rewards, the forgiveness. Man qama man sama Ramadan iman and wahti sabin wufira lahu mata qadma min dambihi. Man qama Ramadan iman and wahti sabin wufira lahu mata qadma min dambihi. The one who observed the month of Ramadan fasting or standing up at night, all of their, with iman and ihtisab, with faith and accountability, seeking the reward, all of their previous sins are forgiven. And how is it that you would escape the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So Jibreel alayhi salam, who is ordered to come down to send salam on the people praying and the angels who are causing, you know, traffic in the heavens because of how many of them are descending in this month on that night in particular. Jibreel alayhi salam, knowing the great mercy of Allah. Jibreel who thought that Fir'aun, the Pharaoh, the worst human being in the world, might be forgiven by Allah if he just said Astaghfirullah and turned back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who thought that maybe Fir'aun, Pharaoh, would also be forgiven had he done so uh, properly. Jibreel alayhi salam, and he sees that and he says, how are you not? How are you not taking advantage of this month? How are you not taking advantage of this holy season, this incredible opportunity that's been given to you? So, how do we know if we fall in that category or not? All right. This is some of you are like, all right, get to the point. Okay. So the thing that ties all three, Jibreel, the prophet, your parents, I'm sorry, uh, Ramadan, the prophet, your parents, alayhi salatu wassalam, um, is the, uh, the obligation and the opportunity. The obligation, the way we should feel obligated to the month of Quran, the way we should feel obligated to the messenger of the Quran, the way we should feel obligated to our parents who brought us into existence, and then the reward in observing the month of Ramadan, the reward in honoring the Prophet ﷺ, the reward in honoring our parents. All right, so that's the, the the tie of all three of these things is obligation and opportunity. All right, how do I know though if I'm in this category or not? The ulama say here, the scholars say here, this is like when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about hajj mabrur, what's an accepted hajj. If you look at how, because Hajj is a great, uh, a great pillar of Islam, and it's one that causes everything to be forgiven, the pilgrimage, when done right, when done right, Hajj Mabrur, an accepted Hajj, does away with everything before it. How does Allah Azza wa Jal define Hajj Mabrur? Okay, لا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج. Allah defines it by what you don't do to violate it, by what you don't do to violate it. So, rafatha wala fusuqa wala jidal fil hajj, intimacy and hajj, fusuq and jidal, uh, the, the, uh, major sins, shamelessness, the arguments, the, the fighting, the arrogance. It's the things that would cause a person to be standing in Arafah and still find a way to escape the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that day. Remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives a people when they're amongst the people being forgiven, right? Humul qawm, that these people, that they are people, if a person is amongst them, they will not miss out on the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So it's about not doing anything, first and foremost, to violate, to violate this time from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what it's talking about with hajj. لا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج. Okay? What is siyam? What is fasting? Did the Prophet ﷺ say um, that whoever does not pray taraweeh 
you know, with this many rak'at, and whoever does not finish the Qur'an this many times, Allah has no need for their fasting. No, the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever does not leave off qawla zuri minkum, you know, false speech, I, uh, falsehood, you know, the, and, and false speech, qawla zur here is in its expansive meaning, which is lying and gossip and backbiting and abusive language. Someone who's harmful with the tongue, okay? Even when they're supposed to be fasting with the tongue, they don't leave off harmful and abusive speech. Uh, and, and by the way, this is speech too, right? So typing, tweeting is speech, posting is speech, all of it is speech. The point is expressions, they don't leave off abusive expression, harmful expression, lying, gossip, backbiting, all of these things. To, to you know, online, on site, to who we talk to, our families, uh, then that's the person who the Prophet said, Allah has no hajj, Allah has no need for them to leave off their food and their drink. Right? What's the point of you leaving off your food and your drink if you're not going to leave off your gossip and, and, and your slander and your lying and your and your uh, the, an abusive tongue? Right? What's the point then? Similar to how the Prophet ﷺ talked about the neighbor, the woman who was abusive with her tongue, uh, abusive to her neighbor with her tongue, but she fasted extra, prayed extra, did all those things. And the Prophet ﷺ said, you know, لا خير فيها. There's no good in her. What's the point? What's the point? So it's so you have to ask yourself, not, oh my God, you know, I had a bad night of tarawih. Ya Allah, I had a bad night of tarawih. I must be one of those people Jibreel prayed against. No. Am I doing anything that would violate, that would violate the fast, that would violate these blessed nights? Am I watching something that I should not be watching? Am I saying something I should not be saying? Am I doing something I should not be doing? It's thinking about that. And this is not like in the deep sense of, of the sins that we do regularly, unknowingly, that the salawat are kafara for, that the prayers are expiation for, and those things. This is a person who's very um, uh, uh, alertly sinning, right? And dishonoring a time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored. Okay, and Allah is just sending you something. And so when someone says, you know, what's the best way to get Laylatul Qadr accepted? My first thing I'm going to say to you is don't do anything that would cause Laylatul Qadr to be rejected. <laughs> That's the first thing. You know, if you're going if you're going to do something to cause it to be rejected, that's how you find your way out of it. You know, because it's an incredible night that Allah Azza wa Jalla sends. How do I, you know, how, how am I going to, am I going to be punished in Ramadan? Is something going to happen to me in Ramadan? How do I know my fasting is going to be? Don't do anything that's going to cause your fasting to be rejected. Okay? Don't do anything that's going to cause your fasting to be rejected. All right? Through through harmful speech or through something that you're doing that's abusive or whatever it may be. Don't do anything that would cause it to be rejected. Okay? So that's the first thing. The rest of it is ihsan. The rest of it is excellence. The rest of it is excellence, is striving for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So all the added du'as on the day of Arafah, for example, that's not the part of Hajj Mabrur, that I had a, you know, an accepted Hajj, that I had a great du'a session. That's a part of an elevated Hajj, an elevated experience. And so here you are in these last 10 nights, in this Ramadan, am I doing something that would cause me to miss out on the blessing? That would cause me to be just openly neglectful of it. All right, what am I looking at? What am I saying? What am I doing? All right, that that that, and, and it's again obvious. And I'm going to leave on you know one note, inshallah, in this regard because we spoke about this last week. This idea that to leave off one sin is better than gaining a thousand new good deeds and habits in Ramadan. Okay, 
to leave off one sin is better than gaining a thousand new habits in Ramadan because taqwa is tarq al-ma'asi. Taqwa, God consciousness, is leaving off sin, the bad things. Ihsan, excellence, is building the good things, building the extra good things, okay? Uh, and I'll probably write something about this too. You know, some of you have been talking about how, mashallah, you've been enjoying all of the incredible content that's online these days. All of the mashayikh that are doing different things here and there. I can tune into this. I can tune into that. I'm watching this series. I'm watching that series. I'm consuming this and consuming this and consuming that. Are you already planning that post Ramadan, you're going to start consuming that next series that is on you know, whatever it is that you haven't been watching that was corrupting to the soul and corrupting to the mind and the heart. Are you already thinking about that stuff, right? I've got to put it away. I've got to put it away. Consume spiritually uh, through my eyes, through my heart, through my tongue, through my, through, my, through my ears, what's going to purify me on the inside? What's going to make me better? What's going to uh, bring me closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And so again, dear brothers and sisters, uh, what could cause you to miss out on Laylatul Qadr? A WhatsApp message. <laughs> what could cause you to miss out on Laylatul Qadr? Scrolling through something and just, uh, you know, st- sticking to something you're not supposed to be sticking to right now. What could cause you to miss out on Laylatul Qadr? A really dumb conversation you should not be having in Laylatul Qadr. And it's probably not a good idea to have conversations on the night of Laylatul Qadr with a bunch of people or to drag on a conversation and say, you know what, let's talk later. I, I, want, I want to focus right now. Uh, what could cause you to miss Laylatul Qadr? What will cause you to, to, to lose out on the acceptance of Laylatul Qadr? Something that rejects Laylatul Qadr. Allah is too merciful. Allah is too merciful to leave you with the burden of despair. Okay? Uh, you know, like, oh, I, I messed up, I'm done. No, strive, strive, strive. Mujahada, strive and strive and strive. And the first thing is, don't do anything that's going to make this devoid, this great season uh, devoid of, of uh, your acceptance and your forgiveness. And then build on that, knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is Husnadlan and Allah having a good expectation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Build on that good expectation of Allah. Build on it. And inshallah ta'ala, you will elevate yourself and you'll elevate spiritually and you will be amongst those, bidnillahi ta'ala, that Jibreel alayhi salam not only doesn't pray against, but that Jibreel prays for and visits and says salam to, along with the other angels and take us back up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the one whom Allah has no need of their fasting is the one who doesn't give up the harm of the tongue. The one whom Allah has no need of their prayer at night is the one who doesn't give up the sins of the night. The one who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not, you know, is just would reject in this regard is a person who insists. A person who insists upon living, you know, in a certain way and doing certain things that would cause them to miss out on that barakah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not just make us amongst those that are not prayed against, but those that are prayed for. May Allah Azza wa not just exempt us from those that Jibreel alayhi salam made dua against, but make us amongst those for whom Jibreel alayhi salam sends salam. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who receive his salam, from as-salam, his peace, from the source of peace that are mentioned by him in these blessed nights, mentioned by him in this Ramadan. May we be amongst those whom Allah boasts about, not those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala disgraces. We, may we be amongst those whose Ramadan is accepted. May Allah Azza allow us to catch Laylatul Qadr. Allahumma ameen. Jazakumullahu khayran. Inshallah ta'ala, I will see you all tonight for Quran 30 for 30, as well as the, uh, as well as the session on Ibadul Rahman, the servants of the most merciful at 2 a.m. Eastern, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.